What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're talking about ideas that stimulate wholesome thinking unto identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson. With me is Logan Eaton and Kyle Antiman, my good homies, who's drinking tea. Me. What's crackling? <laughs> I'm drinking tea. Are yeah. you? No, I just water tonight. Oh, it's quite the fancy. I had some ice cream yeah, earlier, so, so I just oh. can't afford Looks tea. Like Okay. <laughs> Just bought ice cream. Yeah. It's thirteen bucks. Oh too. my gosh. At at mm. the way it dude, me and my wife that's hilarious because me and my wife went to that place mm-hmm. not too long ago. Yeah. And it was five bucks total. And I was like, you know what? The last time Kyle came here it was like ten bucks. Yeah. But this time it was thirteen you, bucks. You you had thirteen bucks on your ice cream tonight? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well I had a, I had some how many to- like I had a couple discount. pounds of toppings? You had a <laughs> discount? Well, no, no. I, I had a discount, so it took it down to like nine bucks or something. Oh, okay. oh, oh. took, took um, it down from twenty to. Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. I had a, I had a small. It's all kind of blurry. I, I had a small one. It's all kind of. I don't know. It you just, had a small uh, one, and then you, up, I, then the you thing, got a big. You know, one. you press down on the lever thing, and it toppings? just keeps on coming out. And, <laughs> And the toppings, you squeeze on the you know syrup, and it just won't stop. And right. I mean, the scoopings are so small. It's, you <laughs> Before know, you know it, you, you ten later, cup yeah, going all over your hands, half, yeah. half the container. No, so I yeah, I went and I she I I said yeah, I'm I'm ready uh, to go, yeah. and she she I usually said okay, don't this much. Set it on the scale, and I said okay. I said I said it's just not big enough. <laughs> yeah, she's like nine bucks. She I'm like nine good. bucks, right? And She's like, oh no! I'm like, she's like, it's gonna be more than that. I'm like, really? I'm like, dang! She said, thirteen bucks. But she said you have a discount, so we'll take it down to eight fifty or something. So she's like, you're close. But she's like, the the the, the a lot of the reason is because you had the um, <clears throat> I had some butterscotch on it and some little other chunky flavorings. A lot of density. Yeah. Because wow. it really wasn't that big of a... C- I mean, you had the big cups like that, and my cup was, you know, probably about four inches tall. But like that wide. A lot of cream yeah. in it. Wow. Yeah. A lot of cream. Yeah. Going in there. yeah. A lot of cream. I think she unpasteurized you know, or pasteurized? Uh, it's pasteurized, I think. Hmm. Yeah. I, and I was eating on the way over here, which is actually probably more dangerous than text, texting and driving, because you're like, <laughs> you know, you're just eating and you're driving, and it's... It's so good. <laughs> yeah, you're taking the bowl. And yeah, off the road, <laughs> <laughs> drinking out of the bowl. Yeah, you're not paying attention to things as much. Right. Mm. So, well, it sounds like a good time. Yeah, it wasn't really worth it overall. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like you a didn't qu- feel like you got nine bucks <laughs> or thirteen bucks worth. Well, th- yeah, I think I did. It was just like, why did I do that? You know, was that necessary? Because now I got to no, go home and, good. and sleep and. Wake up with six gallons of cream coming out of me. <laughs> I mean, so. Sometimes you treat yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's okay. good to treat yourself, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. I could have been more, because uh, uh, I, I could have been more, you know, laid back about it, though. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't need to go that hard. You didn't need six <laughs> scoops of the liquid cherries? It's just not worth it. You know, it's like when I used to eat those cheesecakes 
where I'd be here and we'd and then I'd come back and I had like a whole cheesecake. Yeah, and you never brought any of the shoes. <laughs> the one I you were supposed to bring. Great. So you know, Thanks, you learn man. and you eat and you realize you that it more. wasn't worth it. <clears throat> <laughs> but yeah. That was the story of my evening. <laughs> That's wow. the story of your evening. Should have stuck with tea. Mm, I could have gone and like get. You bought your water from Europe. Yeah, it's a nice or bottle, like huh? Persia or something. You can, you can actually set it like this, like oh, wow. it's like a, think of that. Like if you were, it's like a water, you know, water, like if you were on a subway like a ride, ride or something, you know, you can use it as a seat cushion. Yeah. I don't know. This must be for better packaging or something. It's weird. It's just crazy, you know. It's just but crazy. apparently this was filled with uh, pure, eternal, naturally alkaline spring water. Oh wow! Pure and per- pure and pristine. Do you recycle Earth. that or keep it? I keep should it. Should you recycle it? You should probably like put it in a time capsule or something. Yeah. With some of that leftover Yolandas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. He's like, no, there's no leftovers. <laughs> I show you the foam cup. Oh, that's all that's left. It's in my car. It's still sitting it's in your car. Sc- like the inside it's of the cup's all yeah. scraped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's got uh, some ice cream all over. Yeah. I think the first flavor I put in was cake batter. Whoa. So it's got a little yellow cake batter. Oh, yeah. More than one flavor? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> That's Cake only the way to go, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Cake batter, vanilla, and... Uh, they don't give you options for nothing. Yeah. It was like they were they were emptying out the um, oh, one were, of the flavors. You had to help them empty it out. Yeah. They had like, <laughs> some, they had like a big Cambro or whatever, and it was just all going into it. Like a gallon, yeah, whatever those um, you put on a lid on top of it. It's like a storage container. Mm. It's like a clear oh. plastic storage container. Tupperware, Tupperware, quart, <laughs> yeah, a quart. That's not what's coming out of my mouth. That's what I meant. Quart yeah. container or whatever. Oh yeah. So they do that at the end of the night. Mm. Boy, oh boy. To take some home. You they, would think they would offer it to yeah. you, wouldn't they? I would have hoped. Like, hey, you bought a thirteen gallon. Why don't you? Hey, if you're throwing that out, make it. Makes make could be thrown away in my trunk. In my belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna store it in my trunk. It's got a refrigerator in it. <laughs> For occasions, just <laughs> like these. <laughs> For occasional. Mini fridge in the back seat, wired into the battery. Just for ice cream. Like the ice cream man. Keeps draining the battery nighttime yeah it's worth it like hey a little side gig sell some extra ice cream on the streets <laughs> eat a little ice cream on mm-hmm. the streets ice yeah. cream <laughs> deliveries grilled cheese and ice cream <laughs> little cheesers little cheese <laughs> grilled cheese and ice cream pretty good ice yeah. cheese you know like a frosty like from wendy's you know but have little a little cheesers frosty little cheese yeah, on yeah, top yeah a little cheese was bacon bits some cheese with shred yeah. shreds little shreds yeah. shreddies you have like that yeah, it could be a flavor like a peanut butter or something. A little cheese, or like a little peanut butter cheese. cheese. Yeah, a little peanut butter cheese. <laughs> I mean, the peanut butter crackers Crunchy? with the cheese between them. Oh, remember those? Whoa. Uh huh. Whoa. Peanut butter crackers with cheese. Yeah. Here, you guys, remember Yoohoo's? You're a Yoohoo. No. Which was a Yoohoo? It sounds like the drink. Yeah, yeah. The chocolate milk drink. Mm. Yeah. No. 
<laughs> some of them. <laughs> yes. Saw some. Yeah. Did you did you have some of that with your ice cream? <laughs> no. <laughs> I saw some though at work today. Whoa. Just kind of brought back some memories. Mm. Pounding some cases at a time. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just some after school specials, you know. Okay. <laughs> Memories of you with pour pizza. that over your cereal, pizza, <laughs> little pizza rolls and some yuhus. Yes, pizza pockets, mm-hmm. some chimichangas. Yeah, maybe yeah. some taquitos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all frozen. Yeah, yeah, right. Corn dogs. Corn dogs. Yeah, yeah corn dogs are good. Yeah, we drink a lot of pop too, though. Mm. Yeah, that was bad, but just slammed it back. So good. Pop soda. Soda. Do you just drink it? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Right. Yeah. No, we used to get. We'd go to Seven Eleven. You know, you'd get those those big red like fifty two ounce insulated mugs, mm-hmm. and then you'd fill them up with um, like the icy drink that they had, the slushy. Slush. Oh uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But big then gulps. You'd, you'd have to <laughs> big gulps, huh? <laughs> well, see it. But you'd have to like <laughs> drive around from store to store to find like. One that had the right consistency, because sometimes it'd just be like straight up liquid instead of like a frozen. Oh yeah, slush. The slush, like it was the more just water. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mix them and turn them. Oh yeah, yeah. That definitely pasteurized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Turn your insides blue. <laughs> <laughs> you had a slushy before, Logan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those oh, yeah. are the best. Yeah. Hot day. How was the Toledo festival? Downtown. Oh, that old West End thing. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, nice. were you down there at the West? I End? played. I I oh, played guitar for about an hour down there. Yeah, I brought. A, I bought this little portable amp that you can actually charge, which is pretty cool. A Fishman um, sounds pretty good. Oh. So, yeah, this guy had a record store down there, so just kind of parked in front of his uh, uh, porch and just played for a little bit. It's cool. I just challenged myself, you know. Mm. Made a few bucks. But it was busy down there. And it rained really hard. Mm. Hailed. Mm. A lot of peeps down there, that old West End Festival, though. Sweet. Yeah, man. Sweet. Mm. Love it. it. Yeah. Real cool. Nice. Radical. (laughs) Tubular? Bodacious. Bodacious. Yeah. Yeah, some animals down there. Had a tubular time. About like animals getting walked in the street, like a petting zoo, like a pasture. Yeah, it's kind of known like the old West End like petting a zoo. Kill your own food type of. No, just people walking goats and stuff. Oh, chickens. <laughs> just <joking. laughs> and doing yoga. <laughs> Sounds like the homestead. <laughs> you ever had a chicken on a leash before? Huh? You ever had a I've chicken on a leash? Like a uh, walkable chicken, chicken? Chicken on a rope. It's easier when you don't have to catch them. Leashes aren't, well, on leashes a rope? aren't too, uh, uh, they aren't there from where I'm from. So you put it around, like a, one of those <laughs> noose, one of those noose ropes where you can tighten the noose? Yeah, or like a chain. It's just easier to cook them, just to kill chain, them and cook them. Chicken, you while gotta take alive? your chicken for a walk. <coughs> while they're alive, right? <laughs> well, if you gotta, if the chicken needs to go for a walk, yeah. There's no leashes out in the country. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta use what you have. Cock doodle do. You think we've yeah. Man. Do you think <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we just have straw hats it. out of nowhere out there? 
You ever wear a straw hat and play a banjo? While walking a chicken? Walk a yeah, that would be a good album cover, wouldn't it? Straw hat, banjo, maybe a cigar, and a, and a chicken Overalls. on your lap. Chicken guitar, <laughs> <a> guitar. Yeah. <laughs> well, country, yeah. country ramblings. Yeah. Country, uh, what's that? What's that? Chatlins? Country Chatlins? Hip-hop Chatlins? Yeah. Chaplins. The best of hip-hop cracklins. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that album. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, sometimes you gotta walk the chicken, and then the cow follows. That's ancient wisdom. That would right be there. a yeah. That would be a funny album cover. Ancient you straw hat. Oh, it's real well, life out in the. That rurals. could be a song actually. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I walked the chicken, <laughs> and the cow followed me home. Done. That's song one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You just need <laughs> the chicken clucked loud, and the cow moved home. Did you ever hear the fifteen uh, more? The chicken ate my shoes. Again? Again? Yeah, chicken, cl- chicken clucked my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clock a doodle <laughs> I woke up and a chicken was on me. Ever hear that one? Just packing. Just, yeah, pecking around. That'd be a cool little prank, you know? Put a chicken on someone, <laughs> throw some some feed at him. Yeah. Yeah. You ever wake up and a chicken poking out your eyeball? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they love peanut butter, I hear. That's kind of the problems we deal with out the homestead rules. You ever had your eye plucked by a chicken? <laughs> yeah. Multiple times. Huh? Multiple yeah. times. You ever have a goose fly through the window? And the feathers just... Yeah. All over yeah. The place. yeah. Yeah. It exploded when it came in. You shot it when it yeah. came inside and it exploded. That's amazing. Well, tubular. On that note, definitely be looking for Forget that about CD <laughs> coming out to a iTunes near you for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, tonight I thought we're, we'd. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of something totally different. Okay. <laughs> I thought we'd talk a little bit about the times. The times they are a changing. Yeah. Like wow. those, huh? Yeah, those times. That was good. Yeah, Thank you. seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Do every time. Yeah, <laughs> there's a season under heaven. That's what Ecclesiastic says. Boom. And the birds. Yeah. And the birds. Yeah. There's a, se- there's a season for everything, even for, even birds, for birds pecking out your eyes. Oh, there's probably not a season for that. It's just a month. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> Waiting for the bird to peck out? <laughs> that's the that's the proper stance. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, but so the times. It's interesting. I just uh, I've heard a few things about you know the times and knowing what the times are. And yeah, just kind of reading this book and gaining a little bit of revelation, but concept is is like knowing the times or knowing what's god what what god is doing allows you to then participate in what he's doing but if you have no idea what god's doing or you have no idea what the times are what you're supposed to be doing then you end up being on the sidelines yeah and um yeah so just thinking about how you know kind of the times are shifting I was reading this book called uh, Heavy Rain by Chris Valton, and he's talking about how 
the times are kind of shifting from, and this book is a few years old, but the shift from like where we would kind of just go to church and people, he used words like people would get like happy and healthy. And that was kind of like the concept of church where you just, you kind of come, you know, you get discipled, you learn, you know, you go about your business, but then, you know, you come back and this is where you kind of encounter God and whatever. And then you go about your business and you come back and, But it's like it's kind of moving into a position where like church is more this thing we call church anyway, because we are the church. But but this this Sunday thing and this this group we call church is more like the times are changing where it's turning into more of like a um, like a training grounds to actually have community and nation like transformation. Because there was this statistic done, um, a survey done or whatever, and the survey was saying that, you know, they they were looking at some of the cities where you have, like, some of the biggest churches. And where you have some of the biggest churches, you have, like, some of the worst cities in the sense that just because people come, just because you have a bunch of people who come and gather, that does not automatically equal... uh, community transformation yeah and so there's this more focus into training and equipping to then be deployed right into society which is everything we've been talking about but kind of reading this book it's just interesting to see like these are the times and this is where uh we're all going and uh i was reading this book called today matters by john maxwell and it was interesting, he, he reading another book, found this uh, story about this company that started up in uh, the late 1800s. And there was, just kind of through their, their story, you kind of see where they, have, they changed with the times and then where they didn't change with the times and kind of what happened. So this is a snapshot of somebody else's snapshot of somebody else's snapshot. So, <laughs> but anyways, I believe the, 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 the company was called, um, a and P, which was like East Atlantic and the Pacific. Oh, great Atlantic and Pacific tea company. So this one guy, he was, he had a business partner and they were doing, uh, like fur trading. This is, like in the late 1800s. And then they got into um, the tea business. Like they cut out the middleman and they started doing like a wholesale tea. Like they'd fill up an entire ship like full of tea and whatever. And so they were able to like um, charge a third of the price that other people were charging. So anyway, so they just got it into these businesses. And then this um, the one guy broke off, um, Hartford and uh, Gilman, I think. Nope. Hartford. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hartford, whatever. And um, anyways, so they sold the business. The guy got into tea. They started making coffee. Um, then his sons kind of joined in with him, and his 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 sons were, you know, into kind of considering the business and all oh, where we're gonna go. What are we gonna do? So one son was like, "Oh, hey man, we can cut our costs if we start making our own." Uh, products. The other son was like, all right, I'm, he was into like customers and uh, customer satisfaction. Like, what do the customers want? What do they need? How can we kind of help grow this? So they turned their coffee and tea business into um, this kind of grocery store thing, but 
at the time the the grocers would deliver the groceries and then people would use um, accounts like they would ha- they would be billed or whatever so they wouldn't pay for it when you dropped it off um, but then in like the early 1900s they went to like this cash and carry so they kind of went to just straight up doing tea then to doing coffee then to doing like delivering groceries to then having a grocery store where where it was cash and carry so you came with cash and you carried out your goods and so as they started that if I was reading the if I was reading it correctly so they had their traditional store where they delivered stuff well then they started another store a cash and carry and within 6 months or something their cash and carry business put their other business out of business so it's like shifting from one model to the next model so then as time went on people no longer just wanted like the the small economy grocery stores they wanted um what they call it the supermarket right where you had bigger brands you had more choices you had all this other stuff so all right so it was a bit of a transition to shift from this one model of just like a small store to then these superstores so for every one superstore they they put up they they took down six economy stores right but as they did this their profits continued to go up so this is going on for a while and now we're in like the you know mid 1900s and there's things are shifting again right so now people want supermarkets so supermarkets is where you have most of everything you want in one place right so we're talking about kind of like walmart you're talking about your clothes your your bakery your um, pharmacy your your groceries the bank all in one spot Right, so you don't have to go to all these multiple places. So now typically their their model was all right, let's see where people are going and then let's do it, right? And they would they would progress and become even more profitable. Well, at this stage in the game, that family no longer owned the business. Right? Cuz they was uh, they they passed it on to this other guy. Well, this other guy, he was stuck in the old ways of things. So he, his his motto was if if it's you can't argue what what has worked for a hundred years right so everybody was switching over to these superstores but he was still in the supermarket and so the business started to go down and uh and so you know because the concept is like well i want to honor these I want to honor he wanted to honor the family who came before him and he wanted to do it the way they were doing it but what he didn't understand is that their way was that when things changed they changed with it which is why they became relevant and successful so throughout the process right they're losing money and it's just not going that great so they make this this one standalone store and then they kind of do like test market a bunch of like they test different ideas and this and that. And the store was actually uh, doing well, but all the data showed that they needed to move to superstores. but this guy <laughs> refused to do superstores, So he shut the store down because he was stuck in the old model. And it's, you know, the, the whole point is that when things change, if you don't change with them, right? I mean, you become, you're no longer relevant. And there's this quote by uh, Eric Hoffer and it says in times of change, learners inherit the earth. 
while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with the world that no longer exists. Right? So in times of change, it's the people who will adapt, who change with them, that then, you know, are able to participate in what's going on. Like this one guy who wanted to stay in the super the supermarket instead of the superstore, right? Like it just wasn't as relevant as the supermarket pattern. Mm. Yeah, what do you guys think about all of that? Ready to get in the grocery business? Yeah. Grocery business, yeah. Totally. So adapt adapting, going with the change. Yeah. Not being uh you're saying that guy didn't make it because uh, he didn't evolve with these supermarkets. He he stayed with a superstore type mentality. Yeah. Okay. Supermarket, yeah. Which, I mean, they still have a few stores, but... So kind of being stuck in his thought process that uh, this was the way to go and that they don't know what they're doing and that kind of not moving past his own rigidity, I guess. Kind yeah. of cost him his yeah. uh, prosperity. Yeah, because I think he, I think it was too. Because again, it wasn't. So the 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 store was owned by a family. It was a father and then two sons who ran it. But then the, when the last son, whatever, he passed it off to this other guy. This other guy was so stuck in honoring the old ways that he kind of missed like the meaning behind their success right because he was like all right this is the last thing they were doing we need to just keep doing what they were doing Mm -hmm. right but when you come up with new problems you can't use the same old solutions right you have to come up with specific solutions to the specific problems which was in reality that was the way of the family was that all right let's figure out how to you know adapt Mm. interesting yeah Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, so it definitely makes sense from a business standpoint, but, like, what do you think about, like, a personal personal standpoint, like, getting comfortable in, in certain ways, certain ways that things have been done? Like, I was, uh, as I was driving here tonight, and I, I drove by this house, and uh, I saw the, I saw this pickup truck in the front, it had some company name on it, and then I, I saw in the garage, uh, just a little light on, and I saw this old, like, like antique tractor in the garage, I just I was just picturing like this old guy living in that house. So he had this job that he did probably just because that's all he knew was just how to do this job at this company truck that he had. Mm-hmm. And um, but he never never took a chance or never did anything to like to uh, um, to maybe do what he really loved, but maybe something with with uh, the tractor or the, or the farm equipment or whatever that he that it was his really his true joy that he could have spent all his time on. So I just picture this old guy that just got comfortable in just this way that maybe started when he was, you know, uh, you know, in his twenties or something that, that started, he just got comfortable in this routine and just never decided to change. So I was just thinking like comfort is just such a, can be such a, a way to, to screw up adaptation or, or evolution in business or, or, um, you know, changing how you think or changing who you, who you are or whether it's business or personal I just think comfort is just so uh, and that was just something I just thought about it was just in my head it's not not a true story but I just think I don't want to be that person that's you know like 65 years old thinking man I I did this thing for 40 years that I didn't even want but it was just because I was comfortable there and comfort can make the time pass by really quick it can make the make you miss things and make you miss 
opportunities for adaptation or whatever. But um, yeah, I think personally, like business, yeah, business always requires change, but personal development always requires change. Like you have to adapt to, you have to adapt to, okay, you're getting older. You have to adapt to, okay, I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't in a relationship. Now I'm in a relationship, just stuff like that. If you don't adapt, you can get comfortable and that can screw up everything around you. So that's just kind of what I was thinking about was don't get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Tradition can be comfortable. Tradition is what you you think that's like, okay, it's what I know. I'm just going to stay in what I know. Yeah. Yeah. And you get comfortable in that. Right. 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 So whether it's tradition in business or tradition in this is the way I've always done things internally (coughs) or the way I've always operated internally. (coughs) And then you just get, you just get this subconscious comfort in that. And then you just end up missing so much, whether it's in work or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You see it with like businesses, um, new age companies, new businesses, yeah. can replace those uh those old schoolish i mean if you were talking if you're talking about from a farmer's perspective yeah um you know a farmer who's been doing the same thing for a long time and they're kind of set in their ways i yeah. can see that would happen because then you have so maybe they're on you know 100 acres and then you have these multi these giant farms with yeah. thousands of acres and right it's like or you're using a new product or something, and they're using the tractor from 1978. Right. And, you know, right. They're like, yeah, you know, you could be able to harvest a lot more with... So, yeah, I mean, right. I don't know. Um, definitely going and adapting and making those changes is going to require um, stepping out of some kind of comfort zone because that would require no, new training, uh, new learning. I'm sure, like... Yeah, and if you don't want to, like, if it's just like, well, I'm okay with where I'm at, then okay, you know, you are what that is what it is. But uh, I guess if we're looking to adapt for you know kingdom purposes and growing in that regard, then uh, stepping into that would be and yeah, learn, and learning that new information. It takes accountability and responsibility. <coughs> it takes mm-hmm. some stepping up. It takes some stepping. Gonna, then you get to that to point and. Then there'll be another. Yeah, you know, it's constantly kind right. of evolving, especially like if you look at computers and stuff. You know. Yeah, comfort killed the cat. Is it, is it saying? Not wow. cur- not curiosity. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was they made the comforter the cat, out huh? of the cat. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. They stuffed no, the cat in the comforter. <laughs> no. What? <Yeah. laughs> no, it's not curiosity killed the cat. No, it's comfort. Comfort. It's complacency killed the cat. Oh, those freaking cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it got happy stuck in the tree. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I Good old Heathcliff. Yeah, Jerry. Heathcliff, old Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> and he got his head smashed. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ripped off his nose, I think. Uh, that was the mounds, too. Yeah, he had some. He definitely Damage. had some issues when we threw him outside. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm going with the times, you know, and so again, like this, this season, this time, I don't know, this time, the, the, where we're going, right. Is, is where, which is everything we've been talking about, but it's just interesting to see that it's like, or if, if we know 
where we're supposed to be moving, then it's easier to participate. But if we're, if we're unsure, if we're trying to stuck in these other ways, it, it's, it becomes a little more challenging to move. Cause really, I mean, change isn't, isn't, it's definitely not comfortable, you know? Cause I mean, I, I keep thinking about the different ideas I have and the stuff to take action on. And there's, there's, there's definitely changes in my life. Like there's, there's disciplines that I have been developing through commitment. And so through that commitment, there's been times where it's like, you know, you want to do it or you don't want to do it, or you got no ideas or you got, you know, you go through it all, but because you have commitment, which is exactly what we were talking about last week in like persistent consistence. But it's like, even when it's, it gets hard, you keep going. All right. But then there's like, there's other things, right. That are still uncomfortable to start. Right. Because it's like what you're used to doing is normal. So then what you're not used to doing is abnormal, right? Like it does seem weird. And, you know, maybe you got some incorrect thinking that's like, hey, you know, maybe it's not the right time or maybe you should be doing it. But it's like your potential yeah. is like, why don't you shut up and do it? And you're like, yeah, but uh, that seems, uh, yeah. why don't you yeah. shut up and do it? Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, yeah, like you're talking about embracing that uncomfortable. Yeah. That becomes vitally mm-hmm. necessary. Yeah. That, yeah. The, so like that self-manifestation and self-affirmation can start to like so you can believe in something that you have like a a vision about you can believe it and think that you believe it but when you start telling yourself that you're gonna be there it like it's like it draws out all the last bits of doubt (laughs) that you have because you start to hear it and you're like holy smokes and you start thinking like i don't know i don't know if that (laughs) when you hear it and you tell yourself no i will be this or i'm going to be this then it's like i don't know but then it's like you keep telling yourself so you're like you're drawing out that last bit of doubt mm. or discomfort and 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 affirming it it's, it's crazy but uh so yeah i think there's like a difference between like believing it and then really believing it <laughs> right, right 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 well yeah thinking it and then turning that thought yeah, into yeah. a belief yeah 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 absolutely and that is a process yeah yeah and you totally. can recognize the process that doesn't necessarily make it easier it just you kind of know what you have to do mm-hmm. yeah or at least it helps you come to the terms of what you have to do. <laughs> Time to show up. But I was thinking about, um, I started reading the book of Daniel, and I was thinking about how, so so Israel gets um, taken captive by Babylon. And so Daniel and a few people, so the, the king wants to bring a few of the Jews into uh, the government and uh, you know have them serve under him. And so they get, they bring a bunch of people in and and they test people out and see, you know, who's going to be a good fit, whatever. And so Daniel and, um, this funny Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, which are all their Babylonian names. I don't remember their actual, their Hebrew names, but (laughs) Daniel was Belshazzar, but we just, we know him as Daniel. But, um, anyways, right. So these guys stand out, right. 10 times wiser than anybody else. And, um, yeah, so they got to spend three years learning the language and the literature, like so that they can then be interviewed uh, by the king and then enter into the thing. But it three years of learning, not only learning like their laws and like uh, their you know culture and whatever, but they had to learn the language as well. But here are these guys who just whipping it out, and um, yeah, it's interesting. So just in the sense like. So as we're talking about, like the times are, is that our, our purpose is to go into the community, right? Into society. 
and affect change, right? Where maybe before it's like, okay, your job doesn't really matter. Making money doesn't really matter. Let's just go to church. We do this church thing. And it's like, okay, we do these other things, but they're not like a huge focus to where now it's like, okay, these other things that we do are like the main focus. It's like, let's figure out how we can become like excellent at these things, how we can like dominate in these things. And then let's go do them. Right. So that the times that we're in right now is to go into, you know, these foreign kingdoms. Right. And and freaking succeed, succeed. Yeah. Solve some problems. Yeah. 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 So. So while while uh, while these guys are there, they come into a big problem. Right. The king has his dream. His dream freaks him out. And um, so he calls up all his wise men, right, which are magicians, enchanters and uh, astrologers, calls all these guys in. He said, hey, I had this dream. It's freaking me out. You guys need to interpret it. But before you interpret it, you need to tell me what the dream is. And these guys freak out. They're like, what? It's like, okay. they're like, okay. first, tell us what the dream is and we'll interpret it. And he says, no. He's, he says, you're just trying to buy time. He's like, you tell me what the dream was, and then you tell me what it meant. Otherwise, right, we're going to have some problems. And they're like, this is, this is unreasonable. This is impossible. There is nobody who can do this. They're like, only the gods can do this. And so the king flies off the handle, and he's like, you're all to be executed. Mm. All the, wow. that, that's the next logical step is that all all in the kingdom are to be executed. All right. Well, Daniel Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are also under this title, right? But they weren't there. So the guy under what title under the wise men. So they were, they were a guy came to him. The the captain of the guard says, Hey, you know, we're going to come and kill you guys. And he's like, so, but Daniel, and it said in his wisdom, was like, "Oh, hey, why is this, uh, why is this uh, command so urgent <laughs> to kill us all?" Right? That's wisdom. He didn't pee his pants. He's just like, "Hey, man, what's uh, what's the deal?" He's like, "Oh, let me slap it down for you." Right? That here's what's going on. Daniel's like, "Bam, take me before the king." And so Daniel goes before the king. He says, "Hey, give me a little bit of time, and uh, and I'll come back and we'll do this thing." Right? All the other wise men were like freaking out. This is impossible. There's no way, right? Like you could give a false interpretation, but you can't, you cannot give a false description of the dream. Oh yeah. Right. That's not going to happen. Right. So they're in a bad shape, but see, but that's not, that's not Daniel's, that's not Daniel's approach. God gave King Nebuchadnezzar this dream. God spoke to him in such a way that he couldn't understand it. And the only way he could understand it was by somebody who actually knew him, right? Was was by Daniel. So Daniel, but but the whole process is also kind of fascinating because so Daniel and the guys, you know, were almost going to get killed, but they were like, oh, hey, wait, let's find out what the problem is. And then they're like, okay, let's all pray and hopefully God will have mercy on us and tell us what's going down, right? Like they're not privy to all the ins and outs, right? Like where Moses, God was like, hey, you're going to go talk to Pharaoh, but he's going to tell you, you say, go let the people go. And he's going to tell you, no, right. He was, Moses was set up, right. Be like, this is what's going to happen. Right. But even then still Moses freaked out. These guys didn't have any of that. They didn't really know what's going on. And they're like, Oh crap. Okay. Well let's interpret this dream. Right. Let's ask God. And so God gives Daniel a vision. It's a vision of the dream. It's also the interpretation of the dream. Right. Bam. So, 
God speaks to Nebuchadnezzar, but Nebuchadnezzar cannot understand it. Nor Nebuchadnezzar so bent out of shape that he says, you have to tell me what the dream is. Nobody can do it. Here comes Daniel with an with the answer. Here's a person of the kingdom who comes and demonstrates the kingdom because God himself spoke to the king. Here's this opportunity, right, to bring in the solution. So he interprets the, the, the dream. Bam. The king, right, who serves these other gods, who's ready to just mass murder like all these people, gets down, lays down on the ground and says, whoa. He's like, your, your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings. This is that guy's response to the encounter he had with Daniel. And it's like, this is the picture of like what it looks like for us to actually function inside the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Instead of like, yeah. Instead of a lot of freaking out of like, oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah. Or, or just, yeah, freaking out about unanswered questions and all that stuff and not knowing what to do, where to go, all that stuff. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what's so then next? Nebuchadnezzar is like, all right. Well, you're clearly legit. So we're gonna put you in charge. He's like, he 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 gave him a big promotion, and then he's like, all right, now you're in charge of all of the wise men. But here's what's hilarious: all of the wise men are astrologers, magicians. And uh, enchanters, right? Like magical demon worship, like kind of concepts. He manages this group of people. <laughs> like I, it's it's hilarious, right? Because I'm pretty sure, like in the Old Testament, like you would you would stone somebody uh, who was Jewish if they were trying to, you know, get into oh, yeah. that kind yeah. of mayhem. But so here he is, and he's in charge of these people. And so you you think about like the, the transition. Right. Of like, OK, well, we, we kind of we go to church and, and maybe it kind of seems like you're supposed to ish stay away from bad things and stay away from the world. But here's here's this thing where Daniel's <laughs> with these people that you would normally like run from. But he's actually in charge of them. Yeah. Right. But it's like yeah. so this would take a little bit of a, of a of a change the way you think kind of moment. Right. Because this is like he's got a job to do and it's with these people. So now, but, but Daniel has a chance then to influence these people, which really everything Daniel and his companions do, they do so well, so well that eventually the king wanted to put Daniel over the entire kingdom, right? And that's, that's how he ended up in the lion's den, which was these guys got together, like all these magicians, these satraps, whatever, different rulers, uh, he was like, they were like, all right, let's find something on David and get him like thrown out of here. So they seeked and they found nothing because, because it said he was faithful and did every like did everything with excellence. His life, you couldn't touch it. So the only, the only thing, the only idea they came up with is like, all right, we have to mess with like his, his, his belief towards his God. Cause that's the only thing. You can't find anything wrong with him. So if we find a way where you have to worship some other God or be killed, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's how they got him chucked in there. But obviously, again, 
he didn't get eaten. Yeah. Right. He also didn't die. The king came back mm. and said, Daniel, you still in there? Right. Yeah. Well, uh, the king felt horrible. He was like, because when the king made a decree and then he signed it on the paper, like it was undoable. You could not undo it. Oh, like wow. that's, that's just how kingdoms work. Right. And so, so the king tried all he could all day to, to undo. Cause it was whatever it was. It, it was, uh, we had to worship something or some God or some whatever. And they're like, Oh, he's, Oh, I think it was like worship this one God for a whole month mm-hmm. and nobody else. And they found him praying or whatever. So, something like that. Read the story. <laughs> Get all the details. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and even if you back up, right, you get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So you get these guys who were inside this kingdom. This kingdom, by the way, which God uses, like God, in, in another dream, it's like God gave Nebuchadnezzar essentially control over the earth for the most part. Like he was, he was God's instrument for um, conquering different peoples. All the while, Nebuchadnezzar like worshipped other gods and didn't know God and this yeah. and that. But God was using it's, it's yeah. fascinating. But so even while these guys are out in this foreign government, you're still participating in the laws and the culture and this and that. But we're not talking about like participating in people's sins, right? Or or um, like their standards, right? So from this dream that King Nebuchadnezzar first had, the, he saw the statue. It was a head of gold. I think it was a chest of bronze. And then it was, it was a representation of these different kingdoms that were to come. But Nebuchadnezzar was the head. He was the gold head. So after this, he makes himself a giant gold statue. And then it says, Hey, okay, you, everybody's got to worship the statue. And, uh, when the time came, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't do it. And so they were like, the people came and tattletailed on him. They were like, oh, this yeah, they didn't worship your statue. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> so anyways, these guys end up getting chucked in the fire because they weren't going to pretend they didn't know God or they weren't going to pretend to worship this, this fake image over God, right? So the same thing went down with Daniel. Like there's, there's, there's things we don't, we don't, we don't compromise on. I'm not saying we compromise at all. I'm just saying like these guys went into the world, interacted with people that maybe you would, you would kind of typically not. Yeah. And they had massive influence. The entire, the kingdom that the Nebuchadnezzar, the king was so impacted by what these guys were doing because of their excellence, because of their faithfulness, because they gave themselves wholly to these tasks. And because of that, this king kept having these dreams and you were getting interpreted. And he's having these encounters with God and, it, and it, all these things were happening because, because mm. these guys were there. Mm. And that's, yeah. that's like a, that's, that's, this is kind of like the picture of, of what, what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You almost have to realize your true freedom too, to kind of be like that, your true freedom to, just go out there and you know hold fast to your this, this, the things that aren't negotiable mm-hmm. but also be free to engage with people be, f- be free to be successful be free to it's okay to have influence and have positive influence on people and affect people and stuff like that and 
yeah i think it just it's a you have to understand your true freedom to, to do that sometimes that's hard because you think you're so you think you're so held accountable for every little thing but it's it's like um uh, I, I don't know if you're always concerned about you know doing something wrong or being in the wrong place or saying the wrong thing or something you don't have that freedom to kind of go out and just you know it's okay if you make a mistake but here's here's some work that's got to get done mm, yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah just yeah. understanding your freedom i think is important yeah and definitely and being able to do that uh yeah yeah, yeah cuz if you didn't if i guess if they, if they didn't understand their freedom it could have been easy to just be like well this is the law we should just we should just do it because we're under the law we're not we're not free in in christ or god so we need to just you know follow what's wrong even even just because just so that bad things don't happen to us or something like that just understanding your freedom is just i don't know you don't it's like yeah you don't have to bow down to whatever this is if it's wrong it's you don't have to follow along with it so mm-hmm. i don't know just sometimes you get sometimes you get so caught up and like trying to do everything right or, or not wanting to be held responsible for everything or something like that that you just don't go, you don't understand your freedom and then you don't go do anything right. <laughs> so i don't know freedom is important freedom mm-hmm. is important yeah. Freedom yeah. saved the cat. Freedom, freedom saved the cat. That's how he got out of the comforter. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Freedom saved the cat. Yeah, I like that. Not that part, but <laughs> the, fr- the freedom, <laughs> the freedom part. part. Yeah. Free to go and do. Well, it's kind of like you were talking about, Kyle. You know about. You know your, your yoga, yoga class you got cooking. Right. And just like, you know, there might there might have been a time where you'd be like, I don't know, should I, should I not, should I? You know, you contemplate that. Sure. I probably shouldn't. Yeah. To now where it's like, well, yeah, you should. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and, that, you know, a lot of, like, fears or, um, yeah, and, you know, I have the time and it's worked out, you know, like that. So I just kind of try to do it, you know evolve with and try something new you know try something different yeah try to uh you know and who knows who you'll run into there what kind of things can happen oh yeah 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 what's that using your gifts you know using your talents your interests your abilities Mm -hmm. as vehicles to gain access to these groups of people right which is you know Daniel and his companions, right? I mean, these guys had wisdom, and so they mm. used it. Yeah. And they, because of that, they had massive influence on an entire kingdom. Mm. True, true. They were young, too, weren't they? I mean, the wisdom's a gift, huh? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they had wisdom and understanding. Right. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, and if you think it's like so wrong to believe that you have wisdom or believe that you have understanding, if you think right. that's wrong, and you'll never go or out second and second guess it and be able to affect people yeah. that, that need the wisdom and need the understanding because you think it's like prideful to have wisdom or prideful to know things or or be successful. I don't know. So you have to understand that maybe too, that it's like uh, it's okay to be wise. And believe like if you asked for wisdom that you got it, yeah. <laughs> or that if God is wise, you're wise. Then if if you if you're following Christ and you have the wisdom built in already, 
you can go out and affect people stuff like that yeah yeah there's a lot of power in that and just those three yeah because it's it's easy to in the church to just be like well i'm not you know god is wise but i am i'm an idiot yeah well yeah yeah or not think you have yeah the taking meekness and humility in the wrong way i have no god has all the knowledge but i have no knowledge or I, I can't know. affect these people, yeah. or I can't uh, relay a message or anything. Just, you know, little things like that. Second-guessing yourself when you do have the power. Yeah, right. Yeah, asking for permission when you've already been commissioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think about. Eating a bowl of $13 Lola's yogurt. <laughs> Influencing those around you. <laughs> you have the freedom to do that. Yeah, the freedom and yeah. the power. Yeah, and suffer the consequences. Yeah, <laughs> Every, everything's permissible, but not, <laughs> not everything <laughs> beneficial. Right. Yes, yes. But what you know, but there's there's the freedom though. Everything's permissible. You have the freedom to choose. Like you're talking about, you have the freedom to fail. Like whatever. I mean, failure isn't failure. It's you know, errors and. I was listening to somebody who was talking about how it's like, you know, those trials or those quote unquote failures or whatever they're, they're, you know, they're feedback. Mm -hmm. They let you know, like, all right, you, because you did it now, you know, okay, well, if I, if I would have done this, it would have come, it would have been, it would have been a little bit better. Boom. Right. You just grew in understanding. Right. So now when you apply that, you become a little more skillful. Well, then you find something else. You're like, okay, well, boom, if I would do this, if I would have done this, this would have worked out a little bit better. All right, you just gain more understanding, right? You apply that, you're becoming more skillful. You're, you're, the whole process is getting honed, right? So, but it's, it's only in taking action that you then gain experience or that you gain you know, skill, mm-hmm. maturity, ability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, come yeah. what may. Come what may. Yeah. Greatness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that that's then where you know, this is about like purpose and vision and identity, who we are, why God created the world, what we're actually supposed to get into, right? Which is to cause the kingdom of heaven to function on earth, which means if you're going to make disciples of nations, you actually have to affect and influence nations, which means you have to be able to solve real world problems with kingdom solutions. And that is the times we are in. We are ushering in the kingdom. It was interesting. Um, in uh, Acts 2, Peter quotes the prophet Joel, who says, In the last days, says the Lord, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh, right? Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And even on my maidservants and male servants, they'll prophesy, right? So we're talking about, he says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, which is interesting that he says all, because all encompasses all. So he says they're going to prophesy, see visions, and dream dreams, right? So prophecy, vision, and dreams all have to do with the future. God is on purpose, right? 
gave us the, the Holy Spirit who's going to lead us into all truth. Right. So the whole purpose is, is like there's there's knowledge to know what season we're in. What what are the times? What are we supposed to be getting into? There's there's the ability to tap into that revelation. In fact, I mean, it's already stuff that you've already heard, already know, already sense. Maybe at some point, somewhere along the way, at some stage of the game, pushed down or kind of overlooked, but it's come back and maybe you're getting into it. And um, yeah, it's the whole point is that we have to know what God's doing and where he's going so that we can participate. Because no, we're not created to be on the sidelines. Like we are... We are the manifestation of the kingdom of God. We are the we are the visible manifestation of the invisible God. We demonstrate to the world that God is for reals, that God is good, what love actually is, what the kingdom is actually about, who Jesus really is, the heart of the Father. These things are what we display to the world. And so we have to actually participate in the world because we're the light of the world not the light of the church right so the church is a place where we come to become equipped but it's out in the world that we're called to function it's like the the church is a training ground where we build each other up that's a for real thing learn and Mm -hmm. use your gifts and develop them as well as deploy them into the world because that's the only way we're actually going to create transformation. That's the only way we're actually going to have impact is when we actually kind of rub elbows with some people maybe we thought we were supposed to stay away from mm. <laughs> at some point in the game. But it's yeah. like, no, these are the people you were, you know, because even if you look at it, right, I mean, we were all those people at one time, right? And so sometimes you can get into that bubble and think, all right, you know, well, you know, we got to just stick around with our small group and our in the safe place. But it's like, no, it's like I send you out like sheep among the wolves. So be wise, right? Be as innocent as doves, right? So here was Daniel who was killing it. This guy was dominating. He was wise and innocent as doves. People seeked to find what can we use against him so that we can get him thrown out of here. You could find nothing. So here was somebody who took on that, right? Living in the world, being wise, and being wise, being keeping it innocent, keeping it straight, being effective. It's just interesting, because I mean, you think about these guys, it's like, <clears throat> did they, did did their approach, like, Cause they worked with people. It's like, did their approach to people work better than these other guys? You know, like, you know, did they just have so much favor that people just liked them? You know, it's just like all these, these different aspects that these guys and their qualities and their abilities caused them to stand out, which caused them to then have massive influence. And this is where we're going. This is what we're called to have influence to create transformation on purpose cause about to fall asleep right here yeah it's too much ice cream <laughs> too much butterscotch cream mm. coming out your okay. ear balls <laughs> my good peoples until next time keep it real peace peace